Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we're going to talk about The Adolescent, a lesser known novel from Dostoevsky. And I think it's lesser known because the main character, Arkady, who is a 19 year old young man, he is an adolescent, the titular character. He is alienating for a lot of people. He's an annoying 19 year old kid. Uh, what I call the serious young man phase, going through a serious young man phase, the uh, aggravated advanced version of that is is MGTOW, but it shows his growth from being disconnected from society to connecting more with society. And so I think there's really, there, there's great insights here for serious young men, for MGTOWs. Also, I think it's, it's lesser known because, you know, Dostoevsky's famous having his plots just be a bunch of characters talking back and forth with, with each other. One character going to another character's house or apartment and talking with them for a while. That's the plot. And this is what happens here in the adolescent, but Dostoevsky, he really does it to the nth degree. I mean, the plot still makes sense, uh, but it's dragged on a lot. And you can tell he's dragging out the plot for the sake of having these discussions. So it's one of those things, you know, it's like when Shatner sings, sings, Rocket Man. It's like if you don't like Shatner before, then you think, oh, who is this blowhard just talking through the lyrics of Rocket Man? Oh, we're you know we're gonna parody him now in Captain Brannigan. But if if you like Shatner, then you just think it's it's transcendent. How did he make a spoken word out of a rap song? He found a way. Right, a lot of Futurama references there. Anyway, three insights for a serious young man for Megtaus that. Dostoevsky, Dostoevsky has in the adolescent the first one is lackeys are boring lackeys are boring so Arkady he's 19 you know he's a serious young man he's very concerned about status about who is higher status who's more important now we call it alpha now who who's the alpha guy right that's what a lot of young men care about and the main character comes to this realization that the reason why he's a lackey, the reason why people will boss him around more than other people is because he's boring. It's because when he's in social interactions, he just kind of turns in on himself. He disengages, right? He may have something to say, but he doesn't say it because you know, for a bunch of reasons. Essentially, the rationalization is, oh, I'm better than everybody. They're not gonna understand how smart I am. But the, the, the truth is he is boring. And when you're boring, people are way more comfortable bossing you around. They assume you're there to be bossed around. I just think that's a great insight. Typically you think, oh, you're low status, so then you're gonna be boring. No, but it's precisely being boring and hiding and disengaging and being emotionally tuned out and sitting back and, and analyzing everything going on, being in your head when you're in a social interaction, you know, that's what makes you boring and that's really what makes you a quote unquote lackey. A big part of that is he's not established in the world. This has to do with his father not being present. He doesn't really have a strong father figure and that's why it's okay because he comes from a boarding school and there's a quotation not exactly a quotation, but the, the sentiment is expressed from his peers in the boarding school. Oh, Arkady, you can pick on him because he doesn't have a father. And what that represents in the novel is he doesn't have a presence in the world. Arkady does develop a presence by you know developing a better relationship with his father. So 
that's part of the growth. And I know what you're thinking, Mark, you're talking about how being boring is low status. Isn't your channel based on, on being boring? Yeah, of course. Don't you get it? Don't you get that this is a channel about self-awareness and I have the least self-awareness of, of anybody? That's what makes it funny. And then the second advice piece of, or insight that Dostoevsky has for MGTOWs is, I guess it kind of goes along with the first one, but psychoanalysis is status. And this is, uh, I mean, this is just a great part of the, the novel that, that slowly, it doesn't hit you all at once, but just slowly builds and you realize how profound it is that Dostoevsky is working this point in the novel in this way. But, you know, what the novel is, is this adolescence, it's his journal entries telling a story about this time in his life. These, most of it's just these two, uh, two time periods, two time periods of, of a few days that happen two months apart. And his journal entry is about these time periods. That's how you learn about it. It's all after the fact. And in the beginning of the novel, his journal entries, Arkady's journal entries, were all about what's going on outside of himself. It's all analyzed in somebody else. And he doesn't know because he doesn't really talk to people. He's just imagining what people think and what people feel. And that's what is, he's analyzing. That's what his journal entry is about. It's everything that's going on outside of him. And he effectively has no presence. Um, he has no presence, you know, in his social interactions or, or any other interactions, professional. And slowly throughout the novel, the, the journal entries go from analyzing externally what's going on to analyzing himself. And yes, of course, Arkady still talks about external situations, but now he slowly begins to talk about how he feels about it. And what he think and what it means to him and what he did or what he didn't do in a certain interaction and he and through this process he he builds a presence he starts talking with people his anger comes out that doesn't come out in the best ways at first but at least it comes out and that's how he slowly uh, you know builds a presence in this milieu in which he wants to have some kind of effect for reasons that aren't worth going into here you can read the book it's somewhat interesting but that's all plot stuff but usually the least least interesting part of Dostoevsky novels as already indicated it, you know it really reminds me of that quotation that's attributed to Jung I've, I've read every word written by Jung I do not remember coming across this quotation but it's attributed to Jung because Jung would have said something like this and that quotation is he who looks without dreams he who looks within awakes if you really start to think about it, you, you mean you, you realize that Jung means well, like your external reality is is a dream. It's effectively a dream, and that's a really good way to analyze it. You analyze it like it's a dream. That's going to give all the insights you need for you. I mean, is it literally a dream? No, external reality is really there, but it's good to analyze it like a dream. And and if something happens outside of you, like at least consider how you play a part in that if not you know how is that a projection of your unconscious like what does that symbolically mean about you now just by the way that you're talking about your life now you begin to have a presence in it you know what's going on there okay and the third insight from the adolescent is you will not make sense out of yourself until you make sense of your parents 
and your parents' love for each other specifically. So the background of Arcadi is his father is a landowner and his mother is a serf, was a serf on his father's land. So, and he doesn't know a lot about the relationship. His father left after she got pregnant. Well, there's a, <clears throat> he has a sister too from the same woman. And so there's just really just, there, there's a lot of question marks. So you, so you start to think, wait, this is a landowner and his mother is a serf. You, you know, is this like a Thomas Jefferson, Sally Hemings thing? Is, was it rape? Is, was it effectively rape? Is Arcadi, is he a rape baby? Um, and throughout the novel too, you know, he, he talks down to women. He's, you know, he's a serious young man. He's a MGTOW. He's a misogynist. Not that he hates women necessarily, but he just hates feminine attributes. He hates the emotional. He hates the instinctual things. He, he hates sexuality. He, uh, anytime he feels like he may have some of that within him, he calls it a, a soul of a spider. Like he likens himself to this creepy crawly, an arachnid. To be like a woman is to be like an arachnid. But as he begins to make sense out of his father and learns more about him and learns that his father did in fact love his mother, he just has a double, which is to reference an earlier, you know, a Dostoevsky novel, uh, novella from, you know, 30 years prior. His father is essentially bipolar. But he makes sense. He, He learns about his father. That's, that's what he does. And then when he, do, then when he does that, he, he realizes why his father loved his mother. He was able to see it. Then he was able to connect with women. And it was through his connection with women, through his befriending of women, that he was able to see, uh, you know, he was able to team up with them in a sense to, to fight, so to speak, the people who were truly out to get him. And it just reminds me, you, you know, therapy, a, a part of therapy is being in a cult because what you do in therapy ideally is you remove yourself from your family to work on your issues apart from your family. But what makes therapy not a cult, at least the therapy that I do, is I think a huge part of it is connecting with your family in whatever way, you know, after you understand what's going on with you and really get clear about it and can communicate it from that place of self-awareness then you go out and connect with your parents and a big part of that connection that you can do is just learning more about your parents just asking them questions can you learn facts about your father can you learn facts about your mother and that's what uh arcadi does i mean it's just so unfair you know dostoevsky's novels are the the psychological insights are so good and so profound and there's so many that it's unfair. I, I mean, it's like, I, I mean, it's not quite akin to having experience with people in therapy, but it's definitely at least worth a few uh, credits, uh, grad school credits to your, uh, to your PhD or whatever. There's this one paragraph from Brothers Karamazov from uh, Father Sosima, and the paragraph is not that long. Probably in, in the book, it's five, maybe six lines long. Uh, in the Kindle, it's a little longer, but I was trying to find. I was going to read it for you guys today. I, when I find it, I'll read it for you. But it's it's kind of, it's spooky how how much insight is in one paragraph. He ex- he, is, he explains all of neurosis in one paragraph. 
I mean, he doesn't come out and say it. You gotta, you know, see what he's really saying there. But uh, man, is good. Um, and as much as I love Jung, as much as of, of influence he is on me, it's it's so clear when you read Adolescent that Jung would not be Jung without Dostoevsky. And I'm, I'm sure if you know, if Jung was alive, he would agree. Uh, anyways, it's my life's mission to give therapy to guys who read. Dostoevsky. If you want to learn more about me and what I do and just talk to me about what's going on with you, I do free consultations. Joinanimus.com slash schedule. Thank you guys. And it's way easier to convince yourself that you're better than other people when you're not part of society.